another episode of the bitch mob ent we have a special guest on tonight brian how do you say your last name i don't want i don't want to butcher your last name it's pronounced venus so b-i-e-n-u-s venus brian venus is on the show tonight how are you doing tonight doing good doing good uh just chilling recently so how, how you doing I'm good. No complaints on my end. Uh, before we even get into it, most recently, congratulations. I saw new Northwest Jersey Athletic Conference first team for baseball. How did you feel being named on the first team for baseball with the coaches, which is from what I've researched, the coaches in the whole division selected you as a first team member? Yeah, so basically the coaches, like they have like an end of the year meeting and, you know, you play in baseball, you play all the teams in your conference <clears throat> you play them all twice so they get a good look at you and um yeah the coaches get together at the end and have a meeting and they create like a first team um it's probably like 15 players uh feels good you know it's kind of, it's i think that was my second year in a row getting it first team um so it's it's a good honor it's a cool honor and glad i got it there's we had we had some other kids we had our best pitcher connor he got first team and then we had a few kids get second team and honorable mention. So, yeah, it was good. It was a good season. Yeah, it sounds like it. From all the research I was doing, it was actually a good season. You're actually going to be playing college ball. So, obviously, you're doing something right while you're there. For you, when did this love for sports in general start? Because for the listeners, this man played baseball, football, and wrestled. And I won't be surprised if you did a little soccer and basketball here and there. So where did your love for sports in general start? Yeah, it started at a really early age. I mean, I mean, I I started wrestling when I was five years old. I started playing baseball at five, flag football around there. Um, my I never really got into basketball because my family was, you know, wrestling the same season as basketball. Yeah. My family is, my family has always been, you know, my all my cousins. I have multiple cousins wrestling in college. I have my grandparents wrestling in college, like when my grandpa was in college. My dad was a huge wrestler. Um, my dad coached me in wrestling all throughout elementary and middle school. So I never really got into basketball or hockey, but um, I did play soccer a lot uh, until I kind of switched over to football. Um, but I, I've been playing sports since I was five years old. I mean, it's sports has kind of like been sort of my life. The school and sports have been my life the past 10 12 years so um it's it my love emerged you know, right as since i can remember 
That's dope. That's something that basically is ingrained in you. You got family members on top of family members and your dad coaching throughout the whole process. That's dope. It's ingrained in you with that, right? So you mentioned you got the baseball, the football, the wrestling. Out of those three sports for you, which one came the most natural to you? Which one was the easiest? Um, the most natural was probably baseball. Um, I always had good like hand-eye coordination. So I was always a good contact hitter. Um, you know, with me, I, I had to, I always had to work on getting bigger for baseball to get more power. I wasn't always a big kid. You know, I'm pretty good. I'm all right size now, but like growing up, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. So I was, I always had to work on getting the power, but like naturally I was, I had like good hands and can make good contact uh, pretty easily, which a lot of kids struggled with. So, um, that sport probably came the most easy naturally. And then wrestling, wrestling is a sport where, you know, if you're athletic, you can be good, but you got to practice a lot to, to be able to learn the positions and learn the moves and, you know, just, just learn how to like move your feet in different, different spots. So that came kind of naturally in football, football did too. Football is always kind of like my third sport. I didn't, I played it most years. I didn't play it every single year, like kindergarten through 12th, but um, football came just natural. I'd, say, I'd definitely say baseball is the most natural, yeah. And that's when I'm continuing to play at the next level, but yeah. Yeah, wrestling, I know it's um, kind of, you could say the same with football, but wrestling is a lot of footwork and your technique. All of that is really important because, correct me if I'm wrong, if you do a certain move the wrong way, you could end up hurting yourself, forget hurting anybody else yeah yeah you'll see like like a lot of the best like college football players at the high levels you know they'll talk about them and it's like they'll mention announcers will mention like yeah he was a good wrestler in high school football and wrestling kind of have similar skill sets and like you'll see a lot of like good wrestlers played football in high school or really good college football players wrestling in high school so with you going to Ithaca right what was your process in the recruiting for Ithaca, you know, choosing Ithaca, could there have been any other school? Like, what was your process going into this of choosing Ithaca? So Ithaca is D3. It's um, it's high level. It's very high level D3. They almost made the D3 College World Series this year. I think they were like one game away from it, um, which is really good. But Ithaca was kind of didn't really come in my process till a little bit later. Um, you know, most of the recruiting is kind of like, your sophomore and junior year. Ithaca came in to play my uh this past summer, like 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 a year ago. So like the um a year ago, my junior after my junior year into my senior year is kind of when I first got in contact with them. And then I went to a camp over at Ithaca and I didn't really I wasn't really like thinking much of the school um mm-hmm. when I was going when I was like you know signed up for the camp and was going over there was just in contact with the coach but then I went there and like the coaches were really good I met some of the players um they were like really nice they were showing me around and uh the campus was like like I I would not have thought that it would have this kind of campus and like the baseball field and the football field are both like right in the middle like right in the middle of campus where a lot of other schools that I was looking at it was the baseball field was five ten minutes off campus which is, you know, it's nice to like live right next to where you're practicing and playing all the time. Yeah. So that was a big part of it. And um, 
you know, Cornell is two miles away. Literally, Cornell is two miles away. Um, so it's not like you're going to this D3 school and it's like, it feels like you're in high school again with there being 2,000 kids, 3,000 kids. It's because a little bit bigger has like five, 6,000 kids. But then you add on Cornell and the town of Ithaca feels like a college town of 20,000, 20, 25,000 kids. Um, you know, so that was a big part too. And I had other schools that I was considering a lot. Um, I was considering Villanova a lot. Mm. Um, I was kind of between Ithaca and Villanova for a little bit. But like the deal that I got with Ithaca was a lot better. And I was kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, if I go to Villanova and play, it's like baseball is going to be my life, my job for the next four or five years. If I go to Ithaca, it's still going to be like the biggest part of my life, one of the biggest parts of my life, but it might not take over my life, you know? Mm. So that, that was kind of my D3, D1 decision, which one I wanted to go to. I didn't really talk to any D2s. I mean, I looked at some. I didn't really get in contact with any, but yeah, uh, that was the big picture of kind of my recruiting process. So you mentioned with D1 Villanova, it would be your job. It might overtake everything that you do. You go into Ithaca, you're actually, it's still very important, but it's not overtaken. So with you, it sounds like education is a huge factor in your process and when you're going to school, what you decide to do in life. So with that being the case, how do you balance your love for the sport, education, but also trying to actually have a life outside of sports, outside of school? Yeah, it's hard. I've had, I've, I've definitely had to give up like some of my, a little bit of my social life for, you know, my senior year playing three sports. It was a lot like, you know, in between seasons, I didn't even really get that much time. So I had to give up a little bit of my social life. I've had to, and I, I know I will have to, you know, in college. But overall, through high school, balancing my schoolwork and with my with my sports, it's, I mean, I will say if I didn't play all the sports I did, I, I would have a little bit better grades. But, mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't trade not playing sports to just have a little bit better grades, you know. I, I did most of my whole – I did all the homework I could do. I studied – um what I did do was like I would get a lot of extra help from teachers so like I would go during lunch or during like this tag block we have where, where it was like 40 minutes of kind of like study period um other than your study hall so like I would see teachers then get help with like labs um get help with you know tests coming up so that was big for me um and just like work with my classmates a lot because a lot of my classmates uh, you know, they, they were able, they're able to help you a lot. So I would use them to my advantage and, you know, would study with them, you know, do, do work in class with them. So that was big too. So yeah, that. the one, the one big part of me also, I don't think I mentioned this was picking Ithaca was Ithaca has a really good, like physical therapy, uh, medicine. They have a really good program for that. Villanova is like, a really low acceptance rate school, um, a really good school overall. But if I went there, I would have kind of had to take a less direct path if I wanted to do that major. And I would have maybe even chose business, which was not really my first choice. So the major choices was also a factor in my decision.
that's a huge factor because you don't want to basically feel like you wasted time taking a major that you just took it because, hey, this is D1 to go play baseball here. Um, with that, you know, being the case too. So do you have actually any aspirations to possibly go pro or are you using baseball as a tool to get the education and get that degree to go start the next part of your life? I mean, to be honest, if, if the opportunity to go as pro is there, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to take it. I mean, I'm not going to like deny that, but um, a big part of me playing a sport in college was, you know, for the love of the game, but it was also because, you know, being on a team is like more than just for the, the sport. It's, it's, you know, being connected with a group of guys that, uh, you know, that can be your social network. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go, I, I'm now I'm going to college and I kind of already have a network of kids that I'm close with. Um, and it's like, it's just being part of a team is something special in itself. So that was a big part of my decision. Um, but I would say, you know, it's half that, half love of the game. But if I did get the opportunity to go pro, I mean, I, I wouldn't deny that. I mean, I think most, almost anyone would take it. For you, you've gotten good. A lot of people, which you know in all sports, it's hard to actually then go from high school to actually playing collegiate sports. For you, what did it look like for you to get better at baseball? How did you train? How did you perfect your craft? So um, give one big shout out to my coach, P. Zakalilla. He was my club coach from maybe eighth grade to eighth grade to basically my senior year. And he actually got the job at the high school, my high school coach, my junior and senior year. So he was kind of like throughout the whole recruiting process and throughout my whole like high school baseball career, he was definitely like my biggest like role model kind of, he, he played in the pros, he played in the majors for a year. He was a, a minor leaguer for a long time. And he's like, really experienced with the game like baseball is kind of like his life so he helped me you know a lot with my hitting kind of bringing my hitting from just going up to the plate and like just seeing the ball and just swinging at the ball and he changed it changed he changed me to kind of like have an approach so like work counts is what I worked on a lot with him um throughout high school seeing your pitch and like even if the first pitch of the at-bat might be a strike, you know, maybe you don't want to swing in it because you, uh, you might just get yourself out. It's not, it's not your pitch. Um, taught me how to two-strike hit. Um, so, you know, throughout high school, it's not been as much working on, like, the mechanics of my swing. Mm-hmm. It's been more about my mental approach and, like, how to hit in certain situations, um, what, you, what pitches you want to swing at in situation, certain situations. And like just having an approach at the plate to do damage instead of just going up there and seeing the first pitch that you can hit and swinging at it. So that was throughout high school, my biggest thing that I had to work on in baseball. I saw you play multiple positions. What was your favorite position to play? Probably third base. Um, third base was my position throughout Little League. Like that was what I played probably like eight, when I, since I was like eight until I was like 13. And then 
I, you know, most of the teams I played on, I was always a pretty versatile player. So like most of the teams I played on, um, I kind of like had a lot of infielders and not many outfielders. So they kind of needed outfielders and they knew I could play a lot of positions. So they kind of moved me out to the outfield. So then from like probably eighth grade to my junior year, I mostly played the outfield. And I was kind of getting recruited as an outfielder. I was kind of getting recruited as utility. Mm-hmm. But um, this actually this past year, uh, my senior year, I played mostly. Th- I was our third baseman. And I pitched too, but I was mainly third base. And it's it's definitely my favorite position. I mean, the outfield is good. You know, you catch fly balls, but it's not much action. Third mm-hmm. base is, third base is a, a lot of action, but it's not shortstop. Shortstop is, for me, a hard position to play. Third base comes a little more naturally, and you do get a lot of action still. So I would say third base is definitely my favorite. Yeah, I know being in the outfield, other players we've talked to, it's, it's a lot to try to stay locked in and stay focused because especially if you got a good pitcher, you might, you might not see a ball at all for six, seven innings. When I was, so when I played uh, club my sophomore and junior year in the summer, we would, on my team was this kid, Jack Finley. And Jack Finley is, so, you know, I don't know if you know much about the college world series that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so that's going on right now. And, Notre Dame was in it. They just got eliminated, I think, yesterday. And so Jack was on my team my yeah, my sophomore and junior year in the summer. And he was like our best pitcher. He would pitch like at least once a week, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. And when he would pitch, I would be in the outfield. And, you know, he plays in Notre Dame now. He was dominating the competition. And so I would basically be out there just standing there for six, seven innings. And he would be striking everyone out. And uh, yeah, it's it's something about sometimes hard to stay locked in, but it's whatever, you know, get to hit. Yeah. For, for that, right. You mentioned third base is where you naturally was at for you. If you had to compare your game to a professional player, who would you say your game you model it after? Um, well, I haven't really thought about it that much, but I'm a Mets fan and I would say Jeff McNeil. I don't know if you know him. Do you know Jeff McNeil? There's a co- – one of my co-hosts is a diehard Mets fan, so by, by default, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Jeff McNeil, so he's, like, kind of a hitter. He's a lefty like me. I'm a lefty hitter. He's a lefty hitter. He, uh, he throws ready. I throw ready. He plays a lot of positions, and I'll play a lot of positions. Um, he usually doesn't strike out much. I usually don't strike out much, and he, like – when he hits, he uses all fields. Um, you know, he'll hit, he'll hit to left field, center field, right field. He's got a low power. You know, I have a low power. And I think watching him is he's like a guy that I I really want to be like and who I think I, I kind of model my game after. For you, going through this process, you've been playing since five years old all the way up to senior year. Now you're going into college. You'll be playing in college. What or who? motivates you and inspires you to keep going oh my parents definitely um you know baseball baseball is always my first love and I would say that um baseball I've never really had a problem like sticking with the game you know having 
you know, contemplating, should I still do this? You know, it's, it's always been like, yeah, I just want to play. I just want to play. And so my parents have, you know, just more like they've, they've supported me in all my, all my baseball career. You know, I've, they've never put so much pressure on me. Um, it's kind of more, they keep it more like, you know, baseball is a game that you play for fun. It's always been a game you play for fun. Uh, that's why you started playing the game. So it's not, you know, that, it might seem like you got a lot of pressure on you, but it's just a game, go out there and have fun. Um, but my parents actually had the most influence in me wrestling. Uh, when I was really young, you know, wrestling's really hard sport. Um, you know, you're getting beat up at practice all the time, you know. Mentally, especially when you're younger, it's like, can you handle losing to another kid one-on-one? -on -one? And, and, you know, like mentally, can you handle that? Mm -hmm. uh, my parents kind of kept me going with wrestling. They knew that it would be, it might not be my favorite sport, but it's something that would really benefit me throughout my life. And, you know, they say once a wrestler, always a wrestler. Um, it makes you better at everything else you do in life. And so my parents kind of, I had moments from probably when I was like five to 12 years old where I was really considering quitting wrestling, but they, you know, they kept me to it and I ended up sticking with it. And that was probably to this point, the most important decision I've ever made. Sticking with wrestling. So. Shout out to your parents. A lot of people don't have that support system to, to do that. And especially like you said, it was times you probably didn't want to keep going, but they knew it would be beneficial, especially for all aspects of other sports and just life in general, building that teamwork, building, you know, you have that network of people, like you said, even with baseball, football, with sports, that's the beautiful thing about sports. You build friendships for life and you never know when that'll actually come in handy later along. For Brian, what does Brian do for enjoyment outside of sports and school? Um. I play some video games. I used to play a little bit more. I do play a little bit now still. And I, I usually will play. Well, I played Fortnite for a while when that was really popular. But uh, I'll play, you know, I play a lot of Madden. Madden's probably my favorite game. It's still a sport game, but, you know. Uh, and I actually, the last few years, I've really gotten into golf. Golf is still a sport. Mm. But it's more of a hobby, I'd say. Um, my dad's into golf. My brother, my brother, who's a sophomore is actually on the golf team. Oh, uh, so he wrestles and then in the spring he plays golf uh, and he, he's gotten really good. So I, I play with him a lot. Um, a lot of my friends have started to play. So, you know, I'll, I'll go out once a week or twice a week and play with them and play with my dad sometimes. So that's probably my favorite hobby now. I've also, I also fish sometimes. Um, I haven't been able to do that as much this summer, but uh Fishing is also a hobby that I do. Hey, we still got a whole two months left, so I'm sure you'll get that fishing in for sure. Transition. I'm going to uh, going down down the Outer Banks this summer too, so probably get oh. a little big trip there. You'll definitely get it in going to the Outer Banks. You definitely get your fishing in there. Transitioning to with the quickness segment, some rapid fire questions for you to answer. Start off with a real easy one. What's your go to meal? Uh. My go-to meal. If I'm at like a restaurant, I think my go-to meal is a cheesesteak. Mm. I mean, I, I would say, you know, chicken, like chicken wings or, or something like that, you know, fried chicken, I like a lot. But 
honestly, I think a cheesesteak is probably my favorite food. It's, it's, it's became my favorite food the past few years. I always like chicken more, but I've liked cheesesteaks now. I add a little bit of like hot peppers, um, a little bit of maybe chipotle sauce somewhere, and that's probably my favorite food. Can't knock you on that. Cheesesteaks, I'm, rock, I'm rocking with that. On game day, what is on your musical rotation? What are you listening to? So, depends on the sport, but I listen to a variety of music. So, I listen to, you know, rap, uh, hip-hop, um, but I also listen to, with wrestling, uh, techno. So, like... Mm -hmm. So like in the room for warm-ups before we we'll go and, and we'll warm up to a lot of techno. Um, but I, I'm not, I'll listen to a little country. I'm not too big into it. Um, with baseball is the only time I'll do that. You know, a lot of people with baseball are big into country. Um, and I will listen to that sometimes, but I'm not too big into that. Uh, I'll listen to like, I don't know if you know, like the Lumineers. Heard of uh, like like music like that, which is <laughs> a little bit of like a. It's definitely not rock. It's it's not rock at all. But like, I don't even know what the genre would be called. Uh, but I'll listen to that more in my free time, not really before mm -hmm. games. Before games, my favorite rapper right now is probably Lil Baby. Uh, I like him a lot. I obviously like Drake. Um, what else can I think of? Uh. Uh, I've always liked Gunna a little bit. I know there's controversy with him right now, but like, <laughs> I, I've I've always liked Gunna's music. But yeah, that's basically it. Lil Baby's definitely number one right now. Though. Complete sidebar: This was not on my list of questions. What did you think of Drake's most recent album? Honestly, never mind. Are Are you a fan of it? Um, I like a few songs. Uh, I actually was just listening to it before this. I was uh, I like what what's the one with Savage? Like Jimmy Cooks or something? Yeah. That's probably that's definitely my favorite one. Um, I like Sticky, uh, Jimmy Cooks, and Texaco Green. Okay, I like those three. Um, it wasn't my favorite album from him, but like a few songs definitely are on the playlist now. So, yeah, I, I said the same thing. Wasn't one of my favorite Drake albums, but I see what he was doing. That, yeah, well, what, 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 what was your favorite song? Um, Texaco Green. And I'll probably have to do Currents because that beat on that, that's a Jersey yeah. Club song. And I know exactly where it came from. So that one hit completely different. And I know as many people that may not like it, this album probably is going double platinum because you're going to see this on yeah. every TikTok video this whole summer. Every <laughs> single TikTok video. And, like, and I, was, I, was, I, was, I was into, I was listening to like the regular radio too. And like three songs on from it came in like, in like 30 minutes. So yeah it's, it's drake it'll go it'll go big yeah this is going crazy the mets this year will be blank um the mess this year if they stay health if they stay healthy will be world series champions i think i think they've had injury issues these this starting like this past month they had another guy go down today carlos carrasco they played a day game today and carlos carrasco like one of their starters he went down. Um, I don't think it's going to be that serious, but he'll probably miss some time. They, they, obviously, DeGrom has been out all season. Scherzer has been down the past month. I mean, I think they have potential to win the World Series. They got 
they got stars in the lineup. They got Lindor, Alonzo. They've they've all been having good seasons. McNeil, Nimmo. Um, I think, I think what's gonna happen is they'll get to the league championship series. They'll play the Dodgers, and I think that's gonna be a good series. I think it might come down to Game Seven. Uh, if they win that, I think, I think, I think a Mets Yankees World Series would be really cool. Uh, I think that's a, a very likely possibility, and I find it just perfect that you are a Mets fan because the Mets are the complete opposite of the Yankees. The Mets are what you said. I'm a hit for contact. Mm-hmm. I can hit. I can hit for power here and there. They, to me, I think they play the game more as a complete way. They're not relying. Yeah, they're, so much they're a little a little bit more of a traditional team. Like the Yankees are like, you know, lead the league in home runs. The Yankees are like, you know, strike everyone out. The um, the Mets, and I was listening to, I think it was on the broadcast last night. I was listening, they were playing the Astros. And they are talking about like two out hitting, two strike hitting. You know, I don't know if you know, Keith Hernandez and Gary Cohen, they're two, they're two main announcers. They have Ron Dunning in there too. They were talking about how the Mets lead the league in with, in two out hitting it's like they have the highest average in the league with with two men out runners in scoring position um it was a, i think that might have been the stat it was something like that but um and they have one of the highest averages in the league with two strikes on them so so you know they're they're kind of just battlers at the plate and good rotation so i think that'll pay dividends in october hopefully next season if you had to predict Aaron Judge will be on what team? Um, I mean, the easy answer, the easy answer is the Yankees. I think it really helps with the season he's having to keep him on the Yankees because now he's getting all the fan support. If he was having, like, a pretty bad year, I think the fans wouldn't really, like, be mm-hmm. too much on him. The New York fans wouldn't be too much on him about coming back, but now – I think it's going to be tough for him to leave New York. I think he's going to be tough. I think I could see him. I could. I mean, I can't really see him on the Dodgers. I don't think he'd go to a small market team. I think it'd be somewhere big. Maybe like I, I can't see him going to Boston or anything. I, I, I think the Yankees. I think Would you if the opportunity you found out you at home, you at work and you see it come across your phone that judge is considering going to the Mets? Would you would you want Aaron Judge on the Mets? Uh, I mean, I definitely wouldn't mind it. I mean, all right, yes, I would. I would want him on the Mets, but honestly, like for me, a team being like just in general, a team being homegrown instead of you know bought is more is you know something that I would like but i certainly wouldn't say no andrew like not don't don't even think about signing them but i would say that like it, it's it's i'll i'll, be, I'll root for root for a team harder you know in any sport nba nfl if if they're you know getting players from the draft and from from the minor leagues and bringing them up and creating them into great pairs instead of a team like the dodgers now who are, who are literally just bought or like the, the the yankees a little bit too where it's like you're just handing out these huge contracts to all the free agents and the Mets did that a little bit with Lindor and um, Scherzer, but you know a lot of their guys are are homegrown, and uh, yeah. 
I definitely like seeing that a little bit more. If you had to, right, rank these Mets from greatest to least greatest, Mike Piazza, David Wright, Dwight Gooden, Jacob DeGrom. Um, I think that well, my favorite Met of all time, even though I never got to see him play, is probably Keith Hernandez. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also from him being in the booth every night. Uh, <clears throat> my new, my next Met, my my favorite Met of all time after his career will probably be DeGrom, if he's if he's able to you know continue playing for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I did get to watch the back end of David Wright's career. Uh, I would probably have to put David Wright as number one on my list for right now. And then DeGrom second, just because DeGrom hasn't, has only played like half of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably a little biased towards the newer players from the, from the older players. Cause I never really got to see mm-hmm. the older players play. And now I'll put Gooden and then Piazza, even though Piazza was a really good player too, obviously I was, I was in. So when we, when our team did our Cooperstown trip back in like 12 U, um, our team went down to Cooperstown and played in like a big tournament on the week of Hall of Fame induction in it was July sometime. Uh, it was actually the week that Piazza was getting inducted into Hall of Fame. Mm. So that was cool to be down there for that. Uh, and, you know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen like highlights and stuff from Piazza and from Gooden and all them. And they talk about all those guys all the time, but I'm definitely a little biased on that list towards the newer players, but that would be right now. Five people that you would like to play baseball with? Hmm. Well, five people. Um, number one, I would go, I would, I would probably stick with a kid I play with now, or I have, I played with in high school, this, this kid, Andrew. Um, Andrew's been like the best teammate. He's, he's like, one. Of, he's a really close friend for me. And, He's just like one of my favorite teammates. He's going on. He's playing at Scranton. Um, next year we both graduated this year, and he would be my number one to play with. I wish I wish we were still able to play together at the next level. But number two, <coughs> uh, I would go with Fernando Tatis. Mm. Tatis, you know, he's he's like. Seems cool to play with. He's got a lot of a lot of pop, a lot of style. Um, definitely a guy I would want to play with. Number three, I would go with maybe Freddie Freeman. Uh, Freddie Freeman was on the Braves, you know, one of the Mets rivals, but I always liked him. Mm. And they were talking. I was I heard something about it the other day. Freeman's like a guy who just whatever team he's on seems to bring bring him up. Uh, you know, the Braves won the World Series last year, and the Braves were always a solid team the last, like, five to, five to eight years, um, always a team competing. And that's with Freeman, like, kind of leading them. Uh, and then Freeman left this offseason, and you see the Braves. The Braves have been – we're on a big win streak here this past, like, two weeks. Yeah. But before that, the first 50 games of the season, 60 games, they they were, like – a lot worse than a lot of people thought they'd be. Uh, and they were saying that maybe that's because, you know, they didn't have a guy like Freddie Freeman in the, in the clubhouse to really lead them and be that, that one leader that everyone would look up to. 
So I feel like he's a guy that I want to play with, you know, from a leader, like being a leader's perspective. Um, number four, I would maybe go Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, uh, just because he's, you know, seems fun to play with. Won the home run derby a few times. Just yeah, on my favorite team, you know. And then number five, maybe maybe my dad. I mean, you know, he's not a baseball player anymore or anything, but he played in high school. Um, I think it would be cool to take the field with him. That would definitely be dope for sure. Last question before we get you out of here. And, again, we thank you for taking time out of your schedule to hop on the podcast with us. What is the best piece of advice that you've received? The best piece of advice? Um, so, to change the question a little bit, I would say maybe the best lessons I've learned is, is maybe a little bit easier for me, for me to answer. Um, and I'll name, like, some lessons that I've learned from all of my sports. So, like, football, I would say I've learned the, I've learned the importance of, of working with a team. Um, you know, football is a very team-oriented game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even as a, as a receiver, you got to rely on your lineman. You got to rely on your quarterback. As a defender, you got to rely on, uh, you know, the rest of your defense to do the job. So football is very team-oriented, and I would say the importance of teamwork there. With baseball, I would go with learning how to fail. You know, you learn how to fail in that game. You say, you know, the best players are failing seven out of ten times. We're talking about talking about hitters. Best players are failing t- seven out of ten times. It's like you got you got to learn how to deal with that. Um, you know, only succeeding a little bit of the time. And then with wrestling, wrestling's definitely been what I've learned the most from. I would say the biggest lesson is maybe learning to, to like find the bright spots in mm-hmm. something that you might not want to do every day. Something that you know, our wrestling team actually, our wrestling team won a state championship this year. And it's not like every day in the practice room was, oh, yeah, I want to grind for two to three hours and just, you know, get my head, my face smashed for two to three hours, just grinding in the in the ninth degree room. And, I, I you know, it's like you don't want to cut weight for two, three months to to, you know, make weight every twice a week. But wrestling is very rewarding and it teaches you really it really teaches you uh you know how to how to find the bright spots in something that you don't want to do every day if you don't if you don't find those bright spots you're gonna you're gonna really dread three four months out of the year and you know it's that's a good life lesson with with work in the future and with whatever you do, it's, that's definitely the biggest lesson it's taught me. Sure. That's a great lesson, and that's something that can be used in life. Again, we talked about it already. The sports stuff that you learn is life lessons that can help on every aspect. So sports is so vital um, if you actually pay attention and take it, take it serious and take what you can learn from it, whether you go pro or not. It's stuff that you can learn from it all the time. But Y'all already know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Mob, ENT, we are on all streaming platforms. We are on YouTube. Make sure y'all check this episode out. 
again, we thank you. We thank you for taking time out to hop on the show with us. We appreciate you big time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hope I hope I hope I could be back one day. Oh, for sure. Definitely. We have to. Next time we got to probably do it in person for sure. All right. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Sound good. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thanks.